Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Fadeaway Podcast. It has been a while, but we are back, and just in time to get uh, to get into this very, very exciting and, and busy NBA season. I'm one of your hosts, Ben, and back again, joining me, we got Asham. How are we doing? Hey, Ben, it's been a while, too long. And to the fans, you know, we're very sorry. A lot of personal stuff came up, uh, but don't worry. We're back um, and ready to go. It's been a bit of an up and down season so far. I think a lot of um, expected teams doing what was expected, but a lot of teams sort of struggling or exceeding expectations. And I think that's what we're going to try to get into today. Yeah, so I guess the first team we got to start off with is I feel great about it because I feel like this isn't a surprise to me, but maybe a surprise to a lot of other people is your Golden State Warriors, first in the West at 14-2 and two as of now. Uh, yeah, you called this one, didn't you? Um, I, I, I believed. I think... You know it's weird, Ben, because I look at the I look at the schedule, I look at um, the roster, and I just don't see much different from last year. And it just it's kind of crazy. I mean, I know Steph Curry is having a crazy year, right? He's averaging like almost thirty. Um, I think he's. I was reading somewhere that he is on par to beat his own record for three pointers made in a season uh, by about like 20 to 30 three pointers at the rate he's going at. Um, He's making around 5.7 threes a game, which is ridiculous. Um, So there's that aspect to it, but I feel like as a team, they found their, like their groove again, like they just fit so well all of a sudden. I don't know if they just weren't trying at the back end of last year, but uh Wiggins looks like he fits in this team Jordan Poole is provided like I don't know where he's even come from um he's, he's just like sparked into something so useful for them a secondary ball handler he can shoot it obviously um he can drive it he's very agile um and he's been great like an off-ball presence uh with Steph like with Steph there but I think what I've noticed a lot from Steph this year is he's not necessarily like taking off the dribble threes a lot, but there are a lot of catch and shoot opportunities, which Mm -hmm. don't really like, I guess, think of when you think about Steph Curry. Um, And he's just putting himself like somebody comes and sets a screen and he like gets behind it and just catch and shoot. Um, And it's way more efficient. And it's also less like sort of wear and tear for him. So it's interesting to see him taking that role. But obviously everyone else, I mean, I don't think they've added that much. I'd say the only, funnily, the only big sort of notable change that is making a difference in these current games has got to be Gary Payton the second. Um, I thought you were going to say Andrew Wiggins. <laughs> I mean, no, Andrew Wiggins was he's there, been, right? He's, like, been, he's been doing his thing, but yeah. But Gary Payton, I mean... He's averaging like 1.4 steals a game. Um, he's just defensively he's hounding the best player from the other team. And it's crazy to watch. I mean, 
we know Gary Payton the second. We've watched him like on 12 different NBA teams now. <laughs> he's always gets shifted Call back to the college star. Really just kind of fizzled out once he got into the league. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so it's it's honestly good for him. It's great to see him thriving in the NBA. Um, but it's crazy to see his development under a right system, right? Um, he's just been and there's a perfect role for him to play and to fit into, and he's done exactly that. Um, so it's been I mean, look, I, I didn't expect Golden State one to be the first seed and two to be 14 and two. Um, but they're they're playing out of their minds. I mean, I, I don't know. I expected them to be around maybe fourth, fifth seed. Um, so what's your take on it? What are you seeing from Golden State that's that's been so successful? I think it's just like they seem to be getting back to the like old ways of Golden State that we remember in like 2016, 2017. Obviously, you don't have the raw talent that they used to with like Kevin Durant, but they've really, I think just, the players getting more used to the system, like another year for Wiggins in the system. They bring in like Otto Porter and get, get these guys to like buy into that, like hyper ball movement, uh, yeah. like game plan really. And just getting open shots. And what's funny is, I mean, Steph Curry, his stats are not the same, but pretty close to what they were last year. Like he was still doing this. Like he averaged like 30 points per game last year. Yeah. Um, but it just like everyone else around him, like they got pool. who's like, contributing really well who kind of showed flashes last year they got i mean kuminga and moody kind of like yeah. rounding out the bench like their bench was pretty atrocious last year so now they don't just automatically lose whenever curry's off the floor i think that's huge that he doesn't have yes. to play a full game for them to even be competitive um and i think this team's going to be really scary because we forget clay thompson can still come back this year they're still missing james wiseman um and i think i mean i'd be scared if i was any other team that they trade for a big at at the deadline like kavan looney is he's serviceable but if they get like another kind of upgrade at the center position kind of like what they the old like andrew bogut role that they used to have like i can like facilitate and big body down low and play good defense that seems going to be really scary like they could just steamroll their way through the playoffs and like they've got what it takes they're big guys like curry green clay they've they've all been there they know what it takes um i I think i'd be worried if i was the rest of the league like this team looks scary um and there's really no you can't just focus like the old uh defensive kind of strategy was just get the ball out of steph curry's hands but you can't do that anymore because there's like there's other playmakers like mm-hmm. other people can actually score now like there's other offensive threats and i think it's tough for other teams and curry's still getting his and you get guys who can kind of create off the dribble and, and break down the defense and then just start that kind of ball movement style of offense that you see and they're just passing around finding the open guy and making the extra pass and just got guys who can who can hit threes like yeah everyone on this team can pretty much shoot threes except like Andre Iguodala at this point. Um, and even speaking of Andre Iguodala, he's still playing good defense. Who would have thought in like his age yeah. 60 season, he's still yeah. doing it. Um, and I'm sure he's a great mentor for the younger guys as well. Oh yeah. 
definitely. and I don't want to. I don't want to. We we kind of skipped over it, but Draymond Green is having another Draymond Green esque. Yeah, he's still doing his season thing. eight, eight, seven, and seven. You know, typical Draymond, but he looks really on top of his game. Yeah, um, yeah. and he kind of looked off it a bit towards the end of last year, so it's good to see. Yeah, he kind of admitted it, right? Then he, I remember yeah. him saying in an interview, you're just kind of like uninterested, like. Yeah. When you know there's not a chance for you to win a title and you're on a team that you're used to competing for a title every year, yeah. it just kind of brings you out of it. You just kind of get mentally checked out and it, it's kind of understandable. But now these the old guys, the young guys seeing that, wow, this, this team could really just go all the way. It's just everyone's active. They're focused. They're, they're all into it and it's, Leading to a, a really dangerous Golden State Warriors team. Yeah, um, I hundred percent agree with that. Uh, I didn't see it coming, but it, but you did. So so kudos <laughs> to you on that one. Um, I think so. That's that's a team that we felt sort of surprised us in a way because they're they're playing essentially out of their minds um, at first seed so far in the West. But we also have a, a couple of surprises, perhaps. Not doing so well. Um, it's a nice one. Yeah, and uh, staying in the West, uh, the Los Angeles Lakers. Another California team that's, uh, I mean, I feel like everyone kind of knew in the back of their minds that this wasn't going to work. Like this felt like that, what was it, the 2017 Cavs where they bring in like D. Wade and Eric Rose and you're just like how is this team going to work and you know what it didn't and they traded everybody away at the trade deadline I yeah. envision the GM is going to break out a little bit of that trade magic perhaps this this time around but like this this team is just would have been good maybe four or five years ago but so I let me that, let uh, me just break it down for the listeners Ben so so what he's talking about the Lakers are eight and nine so far. Um, they're the ninth seed in the West. They're on a three-game losing streak. Um, they just got their ass handed to them by Boston last night. Um, and Boston's not a great team right now. So it was – I mean, they just look out of sorts. There's no continuity. Um, LeBron, yeah, was injured for a few games. He came back. Um Anthony Davis is playing well, but like Westbrook just doesn't fit. Um, like he's putting up stats, which is what he does on every team he's on. But yeah, like yeah. stats don't get you wins. And I think one of the biggest surprises individually has been Anthony Davis. Like something's just not right with him. Like he's still getting points, but he's shooting 17% from three. You know on who on this team is shooting higher percentage from three? Dwight Howard. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just like he, he lost his outside shot. Like, that was something that he had. That is a shot that won them playoff series in the yeah. bubble. Yeah. And it's just not there. Like, I, I don't know what is going on. That's something to space the floor with a Westbrook-LeBron duo that gets – all their points at the basket. Um, I, I, I think LeBron is at the, I mean, he's still putting up numbers, but he's not the guy anymore. Who's going to average like 30 points per game and 
just carry this team on his back all alone. Like he's not built okay, for so that anymore. He may be in the playoffs. I mean, couldn't do it last year it was difficult, but like, I, I, I don't know what this team's going to do when like, so what's the solution, Ben? Blow it up. Like, I, I don't think, I, I think this team, I don't know who would disagree with the fact that if they had Caruso and they had, like, I guess maybe Montrez, if they had KCP, and instead of Westbrook, they had Buddy Heald, that this team would be in any worse situation. I think they would arguably be at least two to three wins higher up, have two to three more wins if they had that had that team. Um, they, all their assets they've traded are looking insane. Like, they're all doing better yeah. on other teams in the East. Like, we'll get into it later, but, like, Trez and the – the the Wizards are looking great. Caruso and the Bulls are looking great. Like these are all solid players, but going after an aging star who hasn't been on like a winning team and who knows how long is just I I I get you want to play with like your friend maybe and maybe they thought that they could work it out, but it just this doesn't look great. Like the only bright spot on this team, kind of I guess, is the Malik Monk because. He's looking good, and I've, I love Malik Monk. I know you do too, but yeah, I don't know. This, it's just, yeah, yeah. So not looking good. I know. Uh, I agree with you. I think I was pretty optimistic on the Lakers. I mean, look, the, we don't want to jump to conclusions because obviously there's a long way to go in the season, and um, you know, technically, if they win like a couple more games, they'll be in like fifth. So really, it's not the end of the yeah. world yet, but. It doesn't look good. Like, it doesn't look good. Um, and that's the issue. And for me, like, you were saying Malik Monk has been a bright spot. And, yeah, he's he's playing all right. He's shooting decent. Um, but I guess, for me, the bright spot has been, funnily enough, there are two. One is Carmelo Anthony shooting lights out from three, Hello. which is – I didn't see that one coming. Um, and the other one is THT. THT yeah. has been – outstanding um since he came he's only played i think three or four games he's yeah. averaging like 18 points a game um and he's been really good since he came back so hopefully that's a bright spot for them to like he's a good off ball player he can shoot threes um you know someone to space the floor a bit but you're right the westbrook lebron and ad the fact that ad is not able to stretch it out is causing major problems yeah, if only they had like I don't know a three and D guy like I don't know KCP to help out or like a, another good defensive kind of playmaker guy like Caruso uh, that could probably help. I just I don't get it. Like I don't think any of those guys were the reason that they got knocked out of the playoffs last year. Like it was the fact that AD got hurt and also wasn't playing that well when he was playing. Like yeah, I I don't think even if you go take this team back to last year, even if they're healthy, I still don't think they beat that Suns team. Like. I don't think Westbrook is the difference maker there. Yeah, it's sad to say like he's had a great career, but I, I don't think his best days are behind him, especially for like a hyper athletic guy going to in his in his age like thirty three season. I just yeah, I he still can't shoot threes, and he still has an issue with turning the ball over and making kind of like boneheaded plays sometimes, and not really playing good defense. Um, I, I just don't know. He's not really bringing it to the, like, I don't know what he brings to this team, if I'm being honest. Yeah, it's, it's been pretty disappointing. I think 
from my like standpoint, I guess looking at LeBron, I mean, he hasn't played that many games, seven games. He's averaging 24 and a half, six and six, basically, which is kind of typical LeBron. Um, 27, seven, seven, LeBron. 27, seven, seven, yeah. Um, and he's shooting like 36% from three. So he's not playing poorly at all. No. Um, it's just, it's just, it's not translating. And it's, and I know that LeBron teams are always slow to start. So there's no need to panic. I guess until maybe we get to January or like post Christmas, but it's just, it's just not meshing um, like at all. And I, I don't know. It honestly looks better when Rondo's out there with AD because they seem to have that chemistry that they had from new Orleans back to the championship Lakers. And again now, um, but you can't just sit Westbrook either um, because you don't have that great of a bench. So who else is going to play? Um, and that's part of the issue for me. So how many minutes can Carmelo really play until he has like the defense is so bad, right? Um, how many minutes can you just leave someone out there? Wayne Ellington hasn't done much, kind of expected maybe a bit more uh, from Avery Bradley as well. Like he's not contributing as much as he did in those. Uh, I guess he didn't win the championship because he left or something. He didn't want to be in the yeah. bubble, but like he was, you know, key before yeah, exactly. that um so i don't know it's just it's a weird mix of players that's a good comparison that you said because it just looks like they've just thrown together a bunch of random people after you look at lebron ad westbrook horton tucker mellow and malik monk everyone after that is sort of randomly picked up who are like sort of unwanted or like not really you know contributing players at the moment and i i think you're right they need to if this doesn't shore up and you're at the ninth or eighth seed by the time you know jan comes along then you really need to look at maybe pushing for a trade um that the issue at this point that's the issue that's the issue right they have like very unmovable assets at this point yeah and the cap situation is tight like I don't know if they're going to be able to do what they did on the Cavs that time around, but uh, maybe it's just like, I think if any of these people had the chance to redo that trade and get Buddy healed instead, I feel like they do that in an instant. Yeah. Um, Yeah, you're right. I think the only tradable piece is probably Anthony Davis. Um, (laughs) And... I don't know. Even it's then, tough. this is like probably his lowest his value's been besides when he's been hurt. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's it's hard. Like I always said, like I don't want to count LeBron teams out until he's proven me that like he can't do it. And last year was a bit of a wake up call. Like, I haven't really seen LeBron lose in this early in the playoffs since like his early days in Cleveland. Yeah, and it's just showing that he's not untouchable anymore. He. 37 years old he's been in the league a long time he he can't do it all himself anymore and he needs some consistent help and he's just he's not getting it right now so i just wish he had you know what i wish he had is a player like really someone who can create their own shot like in a really in a better like at a high level like imagine like zach levine or something like that's what i'm thinking of um someone like that who just like off the dribble can like do it themselves 
I but think like Westbrook was supposed to be, but he just yeah, he was supposed to be that. Just not efficient enough to make whatever playmaking and shot creation he has to the table like worth it. Yeah. So I agree. So so it's looking bleak. Tough. It's not looking great, but you know, there's always time to turn around and the season is young yet. So yes. Not not all hope is lost for the Lakers. Okay, so on a more positive note. Let's go to our last team in the West who's, who surprised us early on in the season. Another the LA Clippers, the other LA team. Another LA team staying in California. Um, yeah, I think this is kind of, I mean, it's not exactly what we saw, but pretty close to the glimpses we got of their, their playoff series. Yeah. Once Kawhi went down, everyone kind of counted him out. But, you know, Terrence Mann, Reggie Jackson, both put on a show Paul George as well like they they show that this team still got fight and they still got some ballers guys can get yeah. buckets and they're showing it again uh obviously not to the exact level that they did in the playoffs but it's enough to to get them get them some wins and help them kind of stay in the mix in that, that western conference playoffs yeah I think for me the the key thing is that you're not I mean, the goal wasn't, okay, we need to be like the first seed. The goal was, can we stay in the top five, six and just like keep afloat and then hope that Kawhi comes back towards the end of the regular season. He can get like five, 10 games in, hopefully he's all right. And then he can join in the playoffs and we could upset anyone, right? Because they're at the end of the day, they're still two of the what top 15, 10, 15 players in the league, right? So um, I think for me, it's so surprising. Like, I understand that, you know, Reggie Jackson is playing better and, you know, Terrence Mann has been a revelation. But it's still amazing to me that they're, they're playing well and they're like, Paul George is just carrying this team. I mean, Paul George is playing out of his mind. In my mind, he, he's my... I mean, I know he's not going to win MVP, but he's my MVP, like, because he's most valuable to his team right yeah. now. Um, I mean, he's averaging 26, 8, and 5. Um, shooting, shooting 35% from three, it's not great. It could be a bit better, 90% from free throw. Um, but he's just, he's looked great. And he looks like he's on him, like, he looks hungry. Like, this is the... Like the Pacers, Paul George, like he doesn't feel afraid. Like he just wants yeah. to win. Feels like, yeah, okay, this is my team and I just want to win. Um, and I feel like everywhere he's gone since Indiana, it's been, okay, it's Westbrook's team. I got, I'm just going to fit in. It's Kawhi's team. I'm just going to fit in. But now that there's no one else there, I feel like he's back to like showing us his true, yeah. uh, you know, he's what he can do. Up. And yeah, he's been really, really good. I'm, I'm really impressed. I've always liked Paul George. But it was really disappointing when he sort of struggled the last maybe year or two years in the postseason. But it's been really good to see him sort of kick in here. And I think it's funny. Uh, another one of my friends was telling me that, you know, he's been doing this despite Eric Bledsoe being on the team. Uh, <laughs> Bledsoe has been horrific, yeah. as expected. Um, yeah. Shooting shooting 20, 23% from three. Uh, I'm pretty sure you can shoot better than that, Ben. <laughs> um and it's just so it's a bit embarrassing honestly and i think that the 
the best part is they've had so many injuries. So when those guys come back, Morris, Batum, Ibaka, you know, they'll be, they should be decent enough to, to get a, a top six seed and avoid the play-in. Um, and if they can do that, then that's a big win. It's a big win for them, I think. And it's a big morale yeah. booster. And I think so, even if they do sneak into the playoffs, they show that they could win pretty much any given playoff series. Probably not going to beat the Warriors, but yeah, showed that they could compete against the Jazz. Like, yeah, Jazz, I mean, I think the Mavericks, the Nuggets, like I think they'd all be vulnerable teams. Maybe wouldn't be like an easy win for the Clippers, but I think they could easily make that a competitive series. Like 100%. Yeah, I definitely so, yeah. agree. Um, so, a... so, so that's it. That's it on the West, I think, from us, right? Yeah. Um, so we're gonna move to the East. There. Yeah. Yeah. So who who do you want to discuss first in the East, Ben? I guess we got to start with your uh, the reigning champs. What's going on in Milwaukee, man? It's a good question. Um, eight and eight in the 10 seed, not where they expected themselves at the beginning of the year. Um, I'm not really sure. I mean, they're still missing like DiVincenzo, who we actually saw is actually a pretty um, important part of this team, even missing in, in the playoffs last year and kind of what he brought to the table. But Giannis is still doing his thing. You know, Middleton missed some games. Grayson Allen has been a revelation for this team in terms of just yeah. shooting it from three and not missing, it seems like. <laughs> but yeah, what what what's going up going on with the, the Bucks here? What do you think's the, the issue? So it's funny because you know, as a Celtics fan, I was like, oh, shit. We started the season so horribly, and I was just down. And then I saw that the Bucks were underneath us, um, and it just made my day. But anyway, um, the Bucks, I don't know what's going on, to be honest. They just look, you know, it could be a bit of championship hangover. Um, but I think they've also dealt with some injuries. Like, I think Middleton's played seven or eight games, like half the games that they've actually played as a team. Lopez has missed a lot of games. Giannis missed a game. Um, so I think maybe just lack of continuity over the past, you know, month or so uh, for the Bucks. But honestly, I'm as surprising as it is that they've started this poorly. And it's weird because usually if Giannis is averaging 28, 20, 29, whatever, he's still taking those teams to to regular season wins right yeah. like they're always they've always been a great regular season team um so and you know coach buddy is a regular season specialist um <laughs> but so it's a bit of a, a bit of a weird one to see them in this position but i would say that i'm not too concerned um no. and, and it's because of the injuries and it's because of the mentality of the players that are there like i trust that Giannis and Holiday and Lopez and Middleton, these aren't guys that are like, you know, maybe Middleton like was someone I would have question marks over, but definitely not the other ones. Like with mentality wise, like be ready for like the big moment or to like, once they're all back to really push to get back into those top four or five spots. Um, 
So I feel like it's just been lack of continuity and maybe a bit of championship hangover, but I don't, I don't see any real like issues with the basketball side of things um, in Milwaukee, but let's see if they can figure it out over the next couple of weeks, because it is, it is a bit of a slow start for them. Yeah. And kind of on that, I think one other thing may be just not championship fatigue, but like actual fatigue. Cause if you think about it, they had some grinding playoff series. They didn't have really any easy series through yeah. that playoffs. And by the end of it, you've got Giannis and, and drew and Middleton playing like 90% of the minutes in these games. And then you got, uh, Middleton and Drew going on to play in, in the Olympics, and then you have like yeah. a slightly short yeah. offseason. It's just like actual fatigue wise, like that's a lot of basketball to be played and not have a lot of time off. Um, that could also be playing playing a factor into it too. Just not not a lot of time to like let the body rest. Yeah, definitely. Um, so so what do you think? Where's your level of concern? No, like between like not Lakers level. Like I, I wouldn't yeah. be anywhere near Lakers level. I'm somewhere in between that and not concerned at all. Like yeah, somewhere, somewhere in the middle. Um, I think they, there's no like glaring issues. I think really um, with this team, I, I think once they start getting people back, they start getting healthier. Um, that I, I don't think they'll have a difficult time getting like a top three seed in the East when this is all over. Yeah, I think just one thing I want to quickly add is I think Drew Holiday has not been at his best. Um, yeah, I mean we saw that even in the in the finals. Yeah, um, I think he's always great defensively, um, but he's just been a bit off with his shot. Um, I'm not sure about the exact shooting percentages, but um, he's just not looking himself with the shot. I don't know if there's something. He's tried to change or he's just in a, in a funk. Um, but he's just, so he's shooting 30% from three, which is yeah. not great. Um, and Middleton who's played, um, I believe eight games is shooting 28% from three. So yeah. that's way below their averages. Um, so it'd be interesting to know why that is, you know, one thing I will say is something that's been brought up a lot this season is the change in ball. Um, so they've true. changed yeah. ball um, and, a, and people who are like thriving with this are, are like Lonzo ball who, who apparently like used to use this ball in like high school and stuff. And so he's doing really well with it now in the games, but people who aren't used to it, I think Paul George was complaining about it earlier in the season. The um, grip is different, I think. Right? Yeah. And they're just not used to it. They, f- they feel like, I think a lot of players were saying like they felt like the ball each game, the ball feels a bit different. Whereas like with the Spaldings, they were pretty consistent. Um, so that might be affecting them. I don't know, but definitely. their shooting percentages are way down. So those definitely need to improve. It's not like their spacing has changed or anything. So it'd be interesting to see how they evolve from here. Um, but yeah, that's something to just keep in mind. Oh, definitely. All right, so moving to our next team. Let's go to the Washington Wizards. What do you think Happy of the Washington surprise. Wizards, Ben? Happy, Happy surprise. surprise. Happy surprise. Um, 
so currently they're 10 and 5. They're fourth in the west in the east, sorry. Um and they're sort of really surprising everyone. I don't think at least we didn't, and I don't think most people had them even out of like the bottom five or bottom three, even like yeah. I I don't think anyone expected this. Like we knew Dinwiddie was good when he signed there. Um yeah. we knew he was good, we knew Bradley Beal was gonna do his thing. Um, but like Kuzma has like actually looked pretty good for the team, like to pretty much everyone's surprise. We yeah. knew KCP's been good and he's been doing his thing for them as well, just kind of yeah. like playing great defense, good threes. I think one of the biggest surprises has been it's been Daniel Gafford. I mean, yeah, that guy's a beast. <laughs> like, he is a beast. He he kind of just burst onto the scene and has been just. Just energy and just, effort, I think. Yeah, just bringing it in. Like, I don't know if it's the other teams in the East lacking or that they're looking that good. I don't know if they're going to be able to maintain this. They've already started to kind of slip a little bit. Yeah, like they had that one seed for maybe a day or two before they yeah. lost it. Um, but yeah, I I don't. I don't know what really the the secret sauce is. They just got a lot of. I think the thing is they just got a lot of quality players. Yeah, from I that agree. Lakers team, like these yes. guys, they won a championship with them. And then Spencer didn't you know what's good? And Trez has been like really solid this year. Like, yeah. they just added a bunch of solid pieces to a team that was sorely missing offense outside of Bradley Beal and. I, I think that's it. <laughs> that, that's who their offense was. Um, so just to add to what you've been saying, let me blow your mind a bit, okay? The Wizards are the four seed, and Bradley Beal is shooting 28% from three. Yeah. It's, he's, I mean, he's only averaging 24 points a game. He's, I mean, he's exactly. not like at 30 points a game. Exactly. And that's what's crazy. I think the Dinwiddie fit for the team has been great. Yeah. Um, it's weird. I'm not sure what's going on with Beal. I don't know if it's another ball thing again or if it's just um because I think the team is doing great and he in situations he looks great, but sometimes I don't know, he's just it's just not going in. Like the shot looks the same, everything looks the same. Um, but as a team, Mantra's Herald is like revenge season. He's just like trying to show Vogel like he was he should have been played in the playoffs um he's playing out of his mind I don't think he was this is like Clippers sixth man uh Montrez like this is he's playing he's just fighting so hard he's averaging 17 and a half and eight I mean it's he's on fire um Dinwiddie obviously the the Kuzma thing I wanted to touch on because (laughs) He's averaging 14, 9, and 2. Um, the rebounds are crazy. The rebounds are crazy, and he's shooting like 36% from three, which is pretty good. Um, yeah. And really, I don't good. know. It's just sometimes I feel, and we were talking about this with the whole, you know, Caruso is playing well and whatever, KCP is playing well, and sometimes it's hard to show that much when you're playing with LeBron just because everything's so LeBron centric and so it's kind of unfair to say oh look they're all blossoming because like yeah I mean they're obviously their numbers are going to be up because they have more touches but 
I think with Kuzma, as a young player with just so much emphasis and focus on him since he was, you know, always in the big city with, yeah. with LeBron and whatever and high expectations. And now to be in a place where, like, he fits perfectly as a three in the starting five. Mm-hmm. And he's got two great backcourt players with Dinwiddie and Beal. And it's just a great fit. Like, it's so good for him. Like, half of his shots are basically, like, spot-up threes. You know, he's not having to do excessive stuff off the dribble. And he he, he can when he needs of dwindling down there in the middle um with la um but but i'm really honestly proud of this wizards team whether or not they end up being like a top four seed but if they can stay afloat and stay even within the top six seven eight that's way above where where we thought we they were gonna be so um it's been a it's been a revelation it's very exciting to see them do well yeah, it's good for Bradley Beal. You know, everyone was kind of, kind of hating on him. You know, saying why yeah. get out of get out of Washington, go somewhere good, and he yeah. he stuck with them, and he's he's finally got himself a, a competitive team. Not I think that's that's all he wanted, all. right? I don't think he he needed like, oh, I I don't think he needed them to be championship or bust. He just needed. Let's get consistently to the playoffs. And like when we get there, I'm good enough to like give us a chance in any series. Right. I think that's been a while since he's been been in the playoffs. And yeah. Probably last time was the last time with those the the wall Beal teams, right? It would have had to been. I don't think. Yeah. 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 So yeah, that's been a while. So let's see. It's definitely been a minute. All right, and lastly, to my favorite team, <laughs> my pick to win the East, Chicago Bulls. Ben, you can talk first because I'm going to go on forever. Yeah. yeah. About this so team. we got, uh, what do they call themselves? The Ball Zach. <laughs> <laughs> they, they got their big three, and I, against all of my expectations they are not only scoring without hitting threes without shooting threes but they're also playing decent defense like they are 30th last in the league in three points attempted wow yet they are still winning games, and their, their offensive rating is, is seventh in the league. Like, how many teams do you think we have seen or will ever see that don't shoot threes but are still a top ten offensive team? Like, that just doesn't happen anymore in a in a league where the three the three ball is what's emphasized. Like, yeah. that's that's the new way of playing basketball is shooting threes, but. They are shooting mid-range. They are getting to the hoop. They are shooting free throws, and it's working out. Like Caruso has been playing insane defense. Like he's been playing yeah. like great defense. Uh, Lonzo has become like a new a new player. I think we kind of all expected getting out of that 
New Orleans situation would be good for him because there was there was there wasn't anything there. We kind of talked about it before with the Warriors, like just a mindset of like knowing if your team is not going to win that you're not going to really play as well. Yeah. So I think coming into this new situation with with new people around you and having all these expectations kind of helps and certain players kind of rise to the occasion. And those are the, the great players. And yeah, just seeing them do their thing and having Levine keep doing his thing, you know, scoring and the fact that they're not, you know, complete sieves on defense. Yeah. Like they're, they're able to keep games close and, get wins and shout out DeMar DeRozan, man. I think everyone kind of forgot about him those Spurs years. And ever since he left Toronto, I think he's been kind of like, I don't know, seemed kind of lost. Like he was still playing well, and it was, but just not really playing for anything. Like those Spurs teams are never really in much contention for anything. So I think it's the same thing, like a new, new scenery, nice change of pace. And just having something to – some hope, I guess, is, is the best word for it. And just something really to play for. He's, he's looking like a new man out there. So, I, I don't know how far these guys will be able to take this Bulls team, but I, I really think like, the sky's the limit with them. Like, they, they – I think they're only going to get better as they play more together. And uh, it'll be interesting to see where they end up. Yeah, man, I'm, as you know, super excited <laughs> about this team. Um, the Lonzo Ball revelation, I don't think I saw that coming as much. Like, I knew he'd be better here, but I didn't know he'd be shooting 44% from three. Yeah. Um, because that's a game changer, because especially when they're not shooting that many threes, right? Um, and Levine's shooting 40% from three. Levine's been on a tear. I mean, we, you talked about DeRozan. DeRozan's also, I mean, first to mention DeRozan, you're right. I think everyone forgot that he even existed during those Spurs years because they, were, they weren't making the playoffs. Um, they're not really a national TV team. So, like, you just weren't seeing that much of DeRozan. Um, but he has definitely improved his game because he's looking super confident uh, the mid range is obviously always good, but he's just mid range king, yeah, 100%. Um, but having that secondary scorer and Levine with him just makes him look that extra deadly. Um, because if you're stopping him, you're not stopping the other guy. Um, and it, they've just been outstanding. I think Vucevic hasn't even been at his best yet. I mean, he's averaging like 14 and 10, which is honestly all he really needs to be averaging on this team. Um, but he, he might need to shoot a bit a bit more uh, high percentage from three. But Zach Levine, to me, I think the change I've seen is, and I remember uh, like reading quotes over the summer when he went to the Olympics, that what he wanted to focus on was his defense. Um, he knew he could get buckets, yeah. um, but he wanted to focus on his defense. And I can see that now because you, if, you have, if you have Lonzo and Caruso as defensive guards, um, and Levine just puts in that little bit of extra effort, then they're not too bad in the backcourt. Um, then they just need to work on sort of frontcourt defense. Um, so it's it's interesting to see that development from him. But obviously, as a scorer, you have him averaging basically 27. You have 26 and a half from DeRozan, which is just insane from your backcourt. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And then Lonzo is averaging about 13 and 5 and 5, uh, which is, I guess, what we expect from Lonzo. Um, so they're just, just just fitting really well, aren't they? Um, and I guess the question was the question was the fit. It wasn't really really interesting how they've come together and they're just playing great basketball, the ball movement, uh, the coaching, I think has been pretty exceptional to get these guys all on the same page this, this quickly. Right. Um, so uh, I'm very impressed with the bulls. Obviously I don't want to get too, too carried away. I think with them, Patrick Williams, the loss for a long time is going to hurt. Uh, I hope, I hope he's okay. And he comes back towards the end of the regular season. Uh, Derek Jones Jr. has been sort of filling in that, you know, uh, skinny four type of defensive <laughs> role. Um, but, but yeah, um, let's see what happens there. I know they play like uh, Alize Johnson a few minutes here and there uh, as that sort of role as well. Um, Kobe White's recently come back, so I don't know how much how much playing time he's gonna get. I don't think much on such a guard. Want to see me some Kobe White, man? So badly. Situation at the moment for him. And honestly, if I was Chicago and they keep playing this well, I might think of trading Kobe White um, and just pick up some, pick up like another forward, like where you're actually missing players. So you've got three guards that can play like solid NBA minutes, right? Um, three, four guards, sorry, four guards. So, um, yeah, but the Bulls are just, I mean, they're super fun to watch as well. Uh, it's just, oh, I'm just, I'm so happy, honestly. I'm so happy to see them. Yeah, it's just like a, a bit of a, a breath of fresh air of like different basketball that we uh, haven't really seen in a while. Like the mid-range focus, not just chucking threes. And yeah, it's, and it's can fun I tell to watch. You, ben, the, the difference I see is like, and I think DeRozan, Levine, and Lonzo, the thing they have in common is they're sick of the bad situations or they're sick of the loss. Like, like Levine's struggled on this Bulls team for a few years. Like, he's sick of it. Lonzo struggled in New Orleans, sick of it. And DeRozan, like, in San Antonio, didn't do anything for three years, sick of it, right? And they just want to win. And there's so much selflessness yeah. in the way that they're playing, like the passing – like DeRozan will be like ISOed, but like if somebody comes, he's not going to shoot his mid range. He's going to pass it out to Levine for the three. Like it just, yeah. Watching some of the plays just makes you like, this is what basketball should be like, you know? Um, so let's see if they can carry it on, but I'm super happy with their start at the moment. Um, I still think they can finish the top three seed in the East. Um, so let, let's see. Let's see how, well, let's see That'd how be interesting. I, I, I wouldn't rule it out, but. Yeah. I think that would that would still be a surprise, but long know. way to go. They're, they're looking good. We'll see how it how it carries over and other things. How defenses react, how the coaches start to game plan for it. Um, but yeah, I think that's all the all all the teams we were going to cover this this week. Um, it's it. Uh, it's weird. I feel like the season has been a lot of surprises and then a lot of just met expectations. It's been a yes. bit of half and half. Like some some of the teams we just 
expected, seen, seen what we've seen. Um, I think one of the only other things I'm going to say is that this rookie class has been looking insane. Um, yeah. Really good rookie class. Um, been lucky to see a lot of like really good young players the past few years, but this year seems, seems a bit special. Yeah. And I think of, we can so. dive into that more next week. Um, but, sure. but you're right. Um, very, very potent class so far and <laughs> seeing, seeing a lot of, uh, a lot of great moves and potential from them already. Yeah. A lot, a lot of tight races, MVP, rookie of the year. Not, I don't think anything too, too set in stone yet. Obviously yeah. it's early, but it's too early. Yeah. No, no one, no one running away with it so far. So it'll Definitely. be interesting to see, but good talking to you, man, as always. Yes. And catch you next week. Uh, definitely more to discuss <laughs> alright bye see you.